best part of summer. It's hot and you get to go in the pool and stuff. I like swimming and roller skating. Worshipping. Um, hanging out with all my friends and um, being at a lot of camps. Playing with my friends, praying to God, and always having him by my side. <laughs> I get to play with water boots and water. Summer vacation. What is your dream vacation? Hollywood. A Disney cruise would be fun. Disneyland. I want to go to really all the states. Florida. In a cabin in the woods. What is your favorite bug or insect? Butterfly. <laughs> Blue Morpho butterfly. Butterfly. Ladybug. Butterfly? A lightning bug. Maybe. What is your least favorite bug or insect? The rest of them that aren't butterflies. Mosquitoes. Spiders. Cockroaches. Spiders. A tarantula. Why did God create wasps? So last summer, I was out mowing my yard, mowing the, one of the fields that we've got on our, on our little farm, and I was out just mowing, having a good time, when out of nowhere, for no reason, I got punched in the muscle. At least that's what it felt like. I got, was like, boom, and I was like, what was that? And then it happened again, boom, and I looked up, and I was in a cloud of yellow jackets. Yellow jackets are just... Man, they're mean, right? They're so mean. And I, I, I I've got a little zero-turn mower, and I was like, like, get out of there, as I'm just like, ow, ow. And my arm hurt for like a week. I looked back, and they were just a cloud of them. They were so angry. They have little nests in the ground. They dig little tunnels, and they all came out all at once because I was mowing over their nest. So sorry, guys, uh, yellow jackets, that is. But um, yeah, that hurt, and it hurt me uh, for quite a while. Wasps are just no fun, right? Wasps are not fun at all. And in fact, I want to ask kids, I want to have you do something for me. I want you to stand up, kids, and raise your hand if you have ever been stung by a wasp or a bee. So let's see. Stand up, raise your hand. Okay, that's a lot of them. Yeah, that's a lot of kids. All right, now, stay standing, stay standing. Now, stay standing if you enjoyed it. Sit down if you didn't enjoy it. I don't see, okay, uh, yep, yeah, there I see, uh, I see, uh, is that Miles? Is that Miles? Did you enjoy getting stung by a bee? Yeah, right, I don't believe it. They, you deserved it? Okay, well, I don't want to know, I don't want to know why, but uh, maybe that's true. Maybe that's possible. All right, so guys, today we're going to answer, this is probably the, the life's thorniest question, why did God create wasps? Why make them in the first place if they're going to be so mean? Uh, they're, they're painful, they hurt. Wouldn't the world just be better if they didn't exist? And by the way, this could apply to all the other things, insects that you really don't like, spiders, mosquitoes. Why would God create these things that make our life worse, seemingly. Well, that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, this is the last week of Summerfest, and if you've been with us this July, it's been a blast. We've been answering these really big questions that kids at Grace have asked, including this one, and, and yeah, that's what we're going to talk about. We, we are going to talk about why God created wasps. Now, 
That may seem like an oddly specific question to end this entire sermon series on, but what you're going to see is that by trying to answer this question, I think it helps us understand a bigger question about the world's brokenness in the first place. Why aren't things uh, as good as they could be? All right, so that's what we're going to talk about. Before we get into it, let me pray for us, and then we will try to answer that question. Father God, Thank you for this beautiful, beautiful church family, and thank you for this incredible month. We've had such a blast worshiping together and learning together. Uh, we are grateful. And so, Father, now as, as we bring this series to a close, I pray uh, that I would simply disappear and that your Holy Spirit would remain. I pray that each one of us would have ears to hear what it is that you have to say to us today. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, so let's get into it. Why did God create wasps? There are basically two ways to answer this question. One is a biological answer, and one is a theological answer. So let's start with the biology. The biological answer is that even though we think of wasps as like nature's jerks, uh, they're actually kind of useful when it comes to healthy ecosystems, all right? So the wasps help with pollination, helps, uh, they, they, wasps help with pest control. They can kind of, uh, you know, take care of uh, pest insects. They decompose. Some of them are really good decomposers. Uh, they're food sources for other animals like birds. And, and so in a way, biologically speaking, wasps are kind of like sharks or snakes. They're, they're animals that are kind of scary to us, that we don't really like all the time. Some people love sharks. I'm, I, I'm just going to say that. But you know what I mean? These are animals that were kind of like, Ugh, but they do serve a, a pretty important function in nature. And so that's the biological answer. They have a role to play. That's why God created them. But here's the real question. Why do they have to sting us? Right? Why do wasps have to? Why can't they just do their own thing? Wouldn't that be better? Well, here's where we need to turn a little bit into that sort of theological realm. What, like, like, what do the biblical authors have to say about this, about, about why this world, including our relationship with wasps, is broken? So let's look at the Bible, and I will show you what I mean. The first thing we need to do, which we've pretty much done in every single week in this series, is go back to Genesis, uh, very beginning of the Bible, because we get a glimpse in the very first creation account in Genesis of what, what happened when God created the world. So here's what he said. God created uh, the garden, Eden, and then he puts humans in it, and he says this. In verse 28 of Genesis 1, uh, it says, Then God blessed them. He blessed the humans, and he said this, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and all the animals that scurry along the ground. So right out of the gate, we see that humans were given a job to do. Humans were designed by God to reign, to rule over creation. We were designed in God's image as his representatives to be caretakers of his good creation. So in other words, he's the king, right? And we are created as his princes and princesses of creation, okay? So we were designed to rule. He gave us power. He gave us authority so that we could help his creation thrive. That's what we're here to do. And in the story, uh, 
things start out really great in this, in this regard. Because what, what happens in the story? We see Adam has a job. He's naming all the animals. And that doesn't just mean like, hey, you're Steve, you're, you're Gretchen. Like, it wasn't that. It was more like, more like uh, giving them identities, giving them purpose. And, and, and that's what a name was to the ancient people. So, so this is going great. There's a really harmonious relationship between, uh, between Adam and the animals and, and even the animals. And I, this is not in my notes. It's interesting, but when a snake comes up and starts talking to them, they don't really seem to be bothered. They're not like, ah, a talking snake. So who knows? Maybe they're talking to the animals. We don't know. the, The biblical authors don't spell that out. The point is, things were fine. Things were very harmonious in Eden. In Eden, there's no death. There's no pain. In fact, there's, there's clues in the text um, that, that in Eden, all the animals, uh, including lions and sharks and people, were basically vegetarian. They're just eating fruit and nuts and seeds, and, and nobody hurt anybody. Now, it doesn't say this, but I imagine that that includes wasps. Somehow wasps were a part of that harmonious situation. But then things fall apart pretty quickly. Humans bring a curse That's what the Bible tells us. They bring a curse into the world by rebelling against God's intentions. I wish we had more time to get into this. We don't, but but, uh, basically that curse, it spreads not just to other humans, but to the whole created order. When humans reject what God designed, that curse ends up poisoning the very fabric of creation itself. And right away, death and pain enter our world. Right out of the gate, we see people killing people, right? Cain kills Abel. We see people killing animals. We see animals killing animals. We see animals killing people. Suddenly, this good creation of of, of God is filled with violence. And in fact, this is, I find this really fascinating, but if you look after Noah's flood, there's a moment where God blesses Noah and his family, and he he says the same thing. He says, be fruitful and multiply. But listen to this little difference that, that exists in this world of the curse, now that the curse has come. It says this in Genesis 9, then God blessed Noah and his sons, and he told them, and this is just what he said to Adam and Eve, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth. But here, pay attention to this. All the animals of the earth, God says, all the birds of the sky, all the small animals that scurry along the ground, and all the fish in, in the sea will look on you with fear and terror. I have put them in your power. Hmm. With fear and terror. You see, we are still given the responsibility to rule. We still have power. We're the princes and the princesses. But now... In this world of the curse, God is acknowledging that things have fundamentally changed between us and his creation. The, for example, the ground that we are supposed to, that we are made from, it says in Genesis, that same ground, now it produces thorns and thistles for us when we try to get food. Uh, the animals that we are meant to care for, now they live in terror of us. There's violence, there's death, there's, it, it goes in both directions. And again, this is the world that we live in, the world of the curse. Our world is broken. People hurt one another. Animals hurt one another. And in the biblical imagination, I think this is why wasps sting. Because the the creatures that we were meant to watch over now see us as their enemies. They're afraid of us. When I was mowing over that wasp's nest, they didn't see me as a friend. They saw me as something to be afraid of, and so they attacked me. That's what wasps 
do. Now, this could be a bit discouraging because it's like, what are we going to do about that? That seems to just kind of be the way things are. But there's good news in all of this. There's good news because we follow Jesus, right? We follow Jesus and we know that because of him and what he accomplished for us, the brokenness of our world is not the end of the story, not even close. We have hope in a new creation, a new creation. God is going to remake this world. We will return to Eden, so to speak. We've talked about it a bunch in this series. Things are going to go back to the way that they were meant to be, including our relationship with God's creatures. Now, there are several biblical passages that paint the picture of this, but one of the the foremost passages that we've mentioned a few times in this series is in Isaiah 11. In that day, in that day, the new creation, the wolf and the lamb will live together. The leopard will lie down with the baby goat. The baby, the human baby, will play safely near the hole of the cobra. And I might add, and the yellow jackets will be our friends. <laughs> okay? I might add that. I'm not sure I'm allowed to do that. But you get the idea. Wasps in this new creation will not sting. This is a picture of of humanity returning to our original job as the caretakers of creation. And we will do it the way that God intended, spreading, spreading life, spreading abundance, harmony, not death and violence. The brokenness of our world will be overcome and the creatures of the earth will respond to that healing. In the new creation, our relationship with the earth and its creatures, including wasps, will be healed. That is what the theological answer is that I think the Bible points us to. Now, I think this might seem a bit to you like a kind of a long-winded response to a pretty simple question, but I think it really helps us consider, consider a much bigger reality, that the, the still broken world that we live in is on the way to being healed. That's the destiny of our world. That's where things are headed. But here's the coolest thing. This is the thing that that I I go on and on about, and I'm sorry if you've heard me preach about this so many times, but that new creation that's coming, right, where we will be resurrected to live again, where, where things will be the way God intended, that new creation is not just a future thing. It has already begun. It's begun to leak into our world because of Jesus. Thanks to Jesus, we get to be a part of the transformation of our world even now. We get to join in with, with God's work of making new creation in helping to return this broken world to Eden. We can spread life and peace where others spread death and violence. For example, bullies. Bullies, right? Kids, you guys know some people are just really mean. They are kind of like the human equivalent of wasps. All they want to do is sting you with their words, right? We all know about that. Well, guess what? Thanks to Jesus, we can make a choice to love bullies, to love people, to turn the other cheek, to be kind to them even when they are mean to us. And when we do, when we are acting like Jesus in our love, even for bullies, we are introducing them to the love of Jesus. And we are showing them that that there is another way to live, a new creation way. Now, we're probably not going to have a lot of success trying that strategy on actual wasps, okay? That's probably not going to be very successful until new creation comes. They are still going to live in fear of us, and yes, they're probably going to keep stinging us. 
The world is still broken. It is. But when it comes to the way we think about wasps stinging us or people hurting one another or the brokenness of our world, our lives and our hope can point the way to what's coming. When we see pain and death as followers of Jesus, we can spread hope because we know that this broken world is not the end. God's new creation is coming, and Jesus made sure that we who follow him get to be a part of it, both now and forever. Now, in just a moment, we are going to, going to do something that Christians have been doing since the very beginning. We are going to celebrate baptisms. And these baptisms, what they do is they give us a, a symbol of people who have decided to follow Jesus and have begun to live into that new creation even now. Uh, when you see someone go under the water, kids, what that means is that it, it represents as a symbol of them dying to their old self. The brokenness of the world dies with them, and when they come out of the water, they are a new creation. It's like God is starting fresh in their lives because of Jesus. Jesus and his death and his resurrection. And so what we are going to watch are little, little uh, acts of new creation. This is a, 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 a we, are, we are testing out and trialing and, and demonstrating to the world what's coming. This broken world is not the end. This life of mine is not the end. I am being reborn into something new thanks to Jesus. So that's what we're going to watch. Now we're going to be singing some songs and celebrating as we watch these, these people uh, demonstrate their faith in Jesus. And as we do that, that, here's what I would invite you to do. Sing, stand, or sit. Take your time. If you want to sit and listen, if you want to stand and raise your hands, do that. But this is a time for us as a community to celebrate the fact that this is not the end of our story. We have a new creation coming that we can all get excited about. So let's pray, and then we are going to do baptisms together. Father God, thank you. Thank you for not leaving us in the world of the curse. Thank you for, for working so steadfastly to bring hope and healing and life and joy into a world that, frankly, we've, we've just caused to be such a mess. Thank you, Father, for sending your son, Jesus, to, to heal us, to restore us, and to give us the hope of new creation. Father, would you shape us to be new creation people that, that can go into our world with the love of Jesus and reverse so many of the trends that have caused so much pain in the past. Can we be people of life, people of joy? Father, thank you for giving us hope, and I pray that that hope would come to define us in the days ahead. I pray all of this in the name of your son, Jesus, who showed us the way. Amen. Thanks for watching, but don't stop there. We want you to find community at Grace Church, and the first step in doing that is going to gracechurch.us hub. There you'll find other sermons, details about upcoming events, and other important announcements. And make sure you subscribe to our channel so you don't miss out when we post something new. Thanks again for watching. We'll see you next time.